Welcome to the Connected Teamwork Podcast by Growth Leaders Network. How do we learn to truly thrive together? How do we stay connected to our authentic selves, each other, and our purpose as a team, especially when challenged? How do we unlock the deeper levels of group intelligence? Enjoy this episode of the Connected Teamwork Podcast and learn practical tools to evolve the connectedness of your team to its next level. Hi, and welcome to the Connected Teamwork Podcast. I am Olena Sergeyeva, and I am with Growth Leaders Network, and I'm talking today to Lila Christofi, who connected to us from Essex, United Kingdom. And um, Lila is with Microsoft uh, with 20 plus years of um, cross uh, industry experience. And she worked in seven countries across four continents, has a lot of experience uh, working with different uh, teams, leading teams and projects and primarily in financial services. Um, and uh, we will talk to Lila today about her take on connectedness and connecting to self, connecting to others, and connecting to the higher purpose. And before we do that, let's just check in, uh, and we will check in with two questions. How are you feeling, and what's your intention for today? And let me just start. I feel excited, a little playful. Uh, <laughs> it's been an interesting preparation for this podcast just before we begin. Uh, with a lot of joking and laughing. And um, my intention is to really immerse myself in Lilia's experience and learn from her and help uh, those who are listening also to learn uh, from this. Um, over to you, Lilia. Thanks, Olena, and uh, thank you for having me. So good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Uh, thank you so much uh, for giving me the opportunity to share a bit about myself and my experience on the podcast today. But also, I'm feeling really energized and I'm, I'm ready to be vulnerable and to be able to kind of share my experience to the benefit of others as much as possible. And I'm as energized as you are, uh, you know, for this conversation. So thank you. Thank you and welcome. So let's just start with a very kind of broad uh, question. What connectedness means to you, why it matters, and, and what, what's your experience with it? Sure, Olena. And I think I shared a little bit about my history, but for, for the viewers, I've lived in seven countries, obviously, and I've been moving since the age of seven and a half, if not earlier, uh, to different countries. And so it felt like I always needed to connect in every place I landed. And connect meant understanding the language, which was just the first means of communication. And the second thing for me is actually to feel loved and embraced um, within the group or the people that I was interacting with. And that meant that they needed to understand me. They needed to understand my habits, my way of expression. And a lot of my expression and habits comes from my cultural background and heritage. So I'm half Greek, half Bulgarian. So it becomes a little bit complicated. Most of my life I've been living in an English-based society like South Africa or Australia or even in the UK. 
So embedding myself and feeling connected to the thought um, of others and also to the cultural norms of what I was experiencing sometimes was quite challenging. So I think, you know, one is to be able to collaborate, share ideas, inspire, grow with people around you. All these things for me are part of that connectedness and that love and care. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm, I'm thinking about what you said in terms of like being on the move from as early as you were seven, you said, right? And, yes. uh, and uh, having to like understand the language, right? And by that, my guess is you don't just talk about language, not necessarily Spanish or English, right? Or, or Dutch, um, but there may be broader idea there in terms of like understanding others and yes. also the need to feel love and embraced right to the need to feel accepted and and celebrated while while you have to adjust and being again a ukrainian living in the united states now and having my own cross-cultural experience i'm thinking sometimes it may mean that you almost have to like give up on 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 whatever you were taught, whatever you're thinking about yourself as a person, a personality. Uh, so can you can you talk a little more about that and uh, maybe share some examples also? Absolutely. I think everything comes down to your level of curiosity and open-mindedness, right? You must be willing to accept new ideas, new ways of executing day-to-day -day life and things like that, or even food you know, and, and so on. <clears throat> and that sharing of food or going out and doing certain things, behavior, start building a level of trust, a level of comfort around uh, someone. And so, like you said, a certain things you have to give up or even the way you express yourself, you know, using language is very different in different, um, I mean, I speak seven languages, I can I can tell you that the things that I say, for example, in Bulgarian, if I had to directly translate them in English, it would come off a little bit offensive or, or strange, you know. So it's also how we kind of interpret some of the things. And, and to build connections, you have to be open to think that the direct interpretation is not, for example, an offense. So you always have to think with good purpose and intention or communication and things like that. So... These are things that I've had to adjust uh, with and also proximity around people. So, you know, it's uh, we kiss and hug when we meet people when you're when you're Greek or if you're Bulgarian. The proximity is very, you know, uh, close. Well, you know, that adjustment had to happen somewhat when when I went to different other countries, you know, uh, relations between men and women, how far you, away you stand from a man or a married man versus a man who's not married and so on, and how that could be interpreted. So these things are super important and things that we are not consciously aware of, um, especially because we, we're in a multicultural society now uh, in most parts of the world, and we take certain things for granted that actually certain generations still have quite ingrained within them because that's how they grew up and that's what they used to, right? And it can set the relationship in a good path or... A bad path or a strong bond or a weaker bond and these things are important to to be considered mm. how can if if we look at these things in um let's say professional setting working on a team um, mm -hmm. that 
may be a cross-cultural team or, you know, cross-geographies. Um, what have you learned or what have what have been your experience with that in, in, a, in a work setting? Um, there's two things that come to mind on that. One is um, we often talk about diversity and culture, and we actually have a lot of DNI training um, within the corporate setting. But oftentimes, I don't see this coming across or translating necessarily in all the meetings or interactions that I've had uh, in terms of considerations, particularly prevalent in the banking sector, where I could say there's probably only 10 to 12 percent of women in it, especially in really senior positions. There are very few women. I mean, I just recently came back from Toronto, having been at Cybos, which is one of the biggest banking summits that we have. And I mean, there were very few women um, you know, present. And it can be quite nerve-wracking uh, for someone sitting around the table with, you know, you know, full of males and you being the only female, for example, and them also being from different diverse cultures and so on. So, you know, to be able to be confident in yourself, to be able to then share ideas and so, so on, you have to first overcome some of the barriers and the challenges around, you know, being being confident and um, being able to have a voice and so on. So, you know, being able to help others during that and, and noticing uh, that that's there and giving the platform is, I think, what's important. And I try and do that with other females who are, you know, in the, in the same industry. The other thing that I notice is something called partnerships. We often talk about partnerships and I go to many meetings and um, you know, I represent obviously a very big uh, company um, and I say, what is the relationship? And they say, oh, we have a partnership. And I try to understand what that really means. And in most cases, it is a, a vendor conversation. It's not really a true partnership. What What is a true partnership is when we are invested in the same work in the same outcomes and we're driving the same goals, but we really share that burden together. It's like the horse and the cart and the and the driver, you know, it's all those three components. It's not just one of them. Um, and I think there is there is some misinterpre misinterpretation there in terms of uh, connectedness. And all those pe all those pieces need to belong together, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's uh, just there was so much in in just last <laughs> last <laughs> few things that you said that I want to like stop at at the first one, for example. Sure. Uh, where you were talking about examples of being at the table or at the conference where there are very few women or sometimes you may be the only woman at the table with other men. What helps you personally to have that confidence to, you know, to to have that voice in the room where which might be, as you said, nerve, nerve wracking? Mm. I think I, you know, it's many years of experience. Uh, and that confidence has in my ability in terms of my expertise and the achievements that I have accrued over the years, I think have helped me sort of know when and what to say and having the confidence in being able to share uh, my opinion and uh, my, my point of view, but also the fact that I've lived in so many different countries. So, and if I look back at my history, you know, I studied engineering. I was one out of three uh, girls who, who finished a master's in electrical and electronic engineering. So I, I've grown in, in, in that pathway where I've had to deal with this for a very long time. And because of the experience, I no longer see 
the differences between men and women or um, color or race or so on, because it's starting to blur. We are just working. We are humans. We all have the same intention and goals and purpose. And I put that at the forefront of my mind, that we all want to drive the same positive outcome. We all want to drive change. We're all passionate. We're all there for the same reasons. And then it makes it easier for me to be able to share uh, my story, my experiences and be accepted because I'm just part of that tribe. And it's important to create a tribe and it's important to work in a, in a tribe that believes in each other, uh, that believes in the same purpose and the same goals. And that's how I see things. But uh, yes. And then I try to give women the same platform and the same understanding in my teams. And I, I really enjoy kind of empowering them, giving them wings, allowing them to see things through a different light. It's, uh, it's very endearing. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And um, I'm thinking about my own experience. And I think a lot of it has to do also with choices you make in a particular challenging situation uh, where you do feel like, do I say something or do I just stay silent? You know, there are so many of them talking already, right? About 10 men in the room talking. Everyone has ideas. Do I just, do I just, you know, kind of stay in the background or do I participate and it's like a choice uh, and that choice comes with certain risks and it also comes with certain boldness um, and once you made that choice a few times then you kind of gain that confidence to actually show your experience or your creativity or your um, I know sense of humor sometimes which might help to alleviate some of the tension in the room or something right but it's yeah. like choice that 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 you 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 need to make and, and that's something i've been telling to women that i was mentoring so i wonder yeah. i wonder what you think of that also i completely agree it becomes natural and second nature and you only need a few times like you said, to build the confidence to be able to do it again and again. I think the the question will come when you first get challenged, right? And uh, you know, and I've experienced that as well. Where I remember sitting in a boardroom in Australia, and I was on my own. I was a senior manager, I think, at the time, and I was writing a strategy on a mainframe migration, which is extremely complex, as you can imagine. Um, you know, program, and it's all about infrastructure and so on. And I was sitting in a room of five other architects who were extremely experienced, you know, and uh, and they said, oh, but why do you think that? And we don't agree with this. And then you have to justify your position and you're on your own. You don't even have anyone else from the company sort of representing you, man or woman, doesn't matter. You're by yourself and you've got to stick to your guns and you've got to be sure that the recommendation that you've made is right. And if not, own up to it and so on. It is, it is hard if you can persevere through that and, and have trust in yourself, but also use it as a platform to learn and coming back to the point around curiosity, you can overcome those moments and then you're that much better, you know, in the future. And also the outcome is that much better. I always follow this principle. I don't know if you agree, but listen is the first step, right? Second is curiosity, as we said, yeah? And then after curiosity, it's like you can debate or, you know, you already have the information. So if you don't agree, you can then discuss and debate. And I think debate is really important. We often forget about that because we shy away from it or we try and deal it behind closed doors rather than um, up front. 
yeah and then you you learn from that process yeah you can better things uh from there and and you can continue to clarify and then you execute and then the cycle starts again and a lot of that cycle um olena is written up in a book that i really enjoy reading and that book is radical candor it's written by uh, kim scott and it's an amazing book and it explains i guess a lot of the things that i embody as a principle now it's important for me to be able to openly communicate and say what i mean um so that we can get work done and we can move forward and it becomes a standard way of uh moving forward and communicating um and it's not straight it's not difficult um because you're not you're not wondering what someone is intending to say they're just saying it yeah absolutely agree and i would add one more little thing is that uh, viewing challenge when you are challenged right when you are challenged viewing the challenge not necessarily as a as a as a bad thing but also looking and not necessarily something that means that you are not loved and embraced kind of reiterating what you said in the beginning right because i think that that what creates a drama behind it right you're being challenged in the moment you feel oh, they don't love me they don't like me you know i'm not accepted or whatever and that creates that emotion where you when you address the challenge you be, you may become either too too strong you know come too strong with your opinions or That's you will, may withdraw you may panic or something right so if you just if you separate those things you know your expertise is challenged your opinion is challenged your proposal is challenged but it's not you personally who is you know un, not being liked right uh, then then it's a very different conversation and it's it's a normal part of of uh, of any process basically of any any work related process we're going to take a small break and after break i want to go back to also the topic of partnership that you brought up earlier and maybe you could um talk a little more about uh partnership in terms of teamwork like when you work with the teams, whether it's a team of peers or a team of people who are reporting into you, how do you take that concept to, to work, okay? Okay. You are listening to the Connected Teamwork Podcast by Growth Leaders Network. Do you wanna learn more about building the next level of connectedness in your team? Please contact Growth Leaders Network on LinkedIn. And now, Back to the show. Hi, um, and we're talking here on Connected Teamwork Podcast with Lila Christofi with Microsoft and um, many years of experience in financial services. And the question we would focus on now is uh, the concept of partnership, the idea of partnership as um, one of the I get my my guess here is is one of the principles that you could use in uh, in the teamwork, right? And so I'm, I'll ask Lila to comment on that. Sure. And I'll I'll answer the question in the sense as a manager because I feel um, that's really important uh, in the way that we treat people within our team and how we grow within our tribe, as I call it. The partnership is important when you have a verbal contract yeah it's uh, not necessarily something that people think about but when you enter in a any partnership for example let's say microsoft enters a partnership with a 
with a client. They draft up a strategic partnership agreement, right? So why not treat at least the partnership with any of your staff or peers or people that you work with and treat it in the same way? Be clear about the, your intention. What does it mean to partner? And you verbally outline what that means. I don't mean drafting out a, a whole legal document with terms, but you're clear about why you're there, what your intentions are, what support you require, how you will need, um, how someone will meet your needs, your growth needs, um, you know, all those kinds of things I think are important to be discussed upfront. I mean, think about getting married. Before you get into a marriage, you agree certain things like, do you want to have children uh, or how many children do you want to have and all these things. So similarly, you should have this kind of conversation with your team and understand where they're going and support them in that. And I know it sounds really simple, but often a lot of people don't do that. And with every partnership, things change. Yeah, we change. We learn more. We change. We have different aspirations. We may have changed our goalposts. We may have different milestones along the way. And all those things have to be, so so to speak, renegotiated yeah, and, uh, and agreed upon. But I think the fundamental principles of the partnership and agreement need to be adhered to because they form part of our value structure and our core and the reasons for you know, being there. Um, Olena, one of the things that I remember is uh, I had to go two years through a lot of recruitment for my team and I had to grow the UK team. I was the UK leader at the time. And I remember going through the interviews and actually after every interview, the team was saying, you know, I pick you. I'm not just picking the brand or the company. I actually pick you because I want to work with you. I can see that I can learn from you. I can see that, you know, I can grow and I can reach my goals and my potential. They were forming a partnership with me in that moment, in that recruitment, in that one hour before they even decided to work for Microsoft. It was a partnership agreement with me. And I felt that they were investing me in me. I had to invest in the same way in them. And it's all about that care and trust and honesty between each other. Yeah. 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 And thank you for that, because I also totally agree, you know, behind every company, every brand, every project, you know, there is a real person that you are connecting with or you're not connecting with right and if there's a strong connection you you're excited you you want to learn something from each other you want to work together you want to create something together right so definitely um was also thinking about something that we usually spend some time talking here in this podcast about how do you connect yourself how do you connect to others right and also how do you connect and help others to connect to higher purpose so I'm going to throw maybe a difficult question, but maybe a very easy one for you. We'll see uh, what what do you see as your higher purpose and how, how do you stay connected to that? I know or, you know, I have been exploring this. I'm quite spiritual in the sense that I want I want to be on this earth for very particular purposes. OK, so that purpose is driven through a lot of the work that I do. So, for example, we talked about debating. Okay, so outside of uh, normal working hours, I'm actually working with a company called Debate Mate, and they're training uh, children, but also corporates, on how to have better, more effective uh, communication and understanding each other and, and breaking down those barriers. 
And uh, for example, now we're talking about how could we, you know, be more inclusive by developing artificial intelligence in being able to, you know, programmatically scale some of that learning and teaching uh, to even underprivileged children around the world and so on. So for me, every day has got to be meaningful. We need to be giving back. I'm always about giving. So this is one way that I want to give. Um, another way, and the reason why I work for financial services, because I believe in financial inclusion. So it is about reaching out to, you know, unbanked. I come from, you know, we were in poverty when I was a kid. We didn't have much, you know, um, and I realized that you can lose things quickly as well. I mean, war, we see it all over the world. We experience it. And it's important to be able to give people an opportunity to come back and step into life and have opportunities to be able to grow and rebuild and things like that when un unforeseen circumstances happen. So the way that I incorporate some of the passion and my connectedness um, beyond is to make sure that I incorporate uh, some of that vision and that solutioning in every interaction that I have with, with different clients that I have to make sure that they are thinking about those things and they're including them in as part of their roadmaps and, and plans and so on. So my work is is feeding into my connectedness at a higher level. And I think that purpose drives me every day. That's why I get out of bed. That's why I'm happy when I get out of bed, because it doesn't matter how difficult the conversations are or how difficult the day is. I know I'm doing it for a reason. And that reason is what drives me. That's really inspirational. You know, I can sense that that whole passion behind it, right? Having every day, um, living every day in a meaningful way um, and giving back and financial inclusion and connecting that to, to your every interaction and remembering that when you wake up, that's why that's why you're going through the day ahead. That's that's really, really beautiful. And um, we are we're having a few more minutes left, and we typically towards the end try to think about some tips or advice, you know, to those who listen, particularly. I may offer, you know, to think about an advice or tips for female leaders or for leaders in a cross-cultural situations. Um, so, you know, maybe take a moment and and think what you what you would say to to those women who may be challenged in their you know in their leadership uh, positions or in their team roles positions or leaders who work with cross-cultural teams? Yeah, I have to say, hang in there. There's a lot of us experiencing a lot of things that we can share and learn from each other. But also, if you're up on the ladder growing, there are plenty of women who have gone through that path and who will be able to share and help uh, advice or advice is free, you know? time and, and spending time with people is, is the most critical, most important thing that you can give. Forgetting money, forgetting everything, just being able to be in present in the moment with someone and give something of yourself is so important. So give back, but also try and find the people that you can receive that uh, from. And you'll, you'll see that there's a lot of people who are willing to listen and help. And that's men and women. And I found some of the strongest men 
actually in the organizations that I've worked with have been my backbone and have helped me. I'll never forget Olena when I was pregnant with my second child, had my second child. After six months, I had to return back uh, to work and I had two children at home and my husband was in a different uh, place. And my director turned around, or actually he was a partner. He said to me, if we can't make it work for you, we can't make it work for anyone. And we've got to help women come back to the workplace and, and all this. So you will find the best people in unexpected places. So, and always, always believe in yourself. That's number one. Thank you. Believing in yourself and um, investing time in um, conversations, in in maybe listening or maybe giving an advice if you have an advice or, or just being with the person in whatever they are um, struggling with in the moment. That's, that's what I'm hearing you know, if I were uh, leading a team right now or... And don't be scared to be vulnerable. Don't be scared to be vulnerable in front of the people you can trust, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and believe in yourself. Okay, wonderful. Well, was within the last 40 seconds that we have, how about each of us will share one insight from today? And I can, well, let's just take one second to think about it. I would say that my insight is speaking with you, Lilia. First of all, I really, really appreciate you for everything you shared and just, you know, your energy and being with you today. And second, uh, my insight is you you help me connect stronger also or, or to to what I really enjoy doing, which to me is like helping helping women grow and seeing women um, in, empowered and being part of that, that that that's really like meaningful to me. So thank you for, for, for reminding me of that. Thank you so much for that. I have to thank you for allowing me to also be able to reflect on certain things and answer some difficult questions. You learn from every interaction, even when you are doing the talking, because you have a moment to think about something different and being able to be challenged. And uh, I've really appreciated you and the questions you've asked me today. And I look forward to many more interactions actually together because I think, you know, we connected on a different level. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who was with us today or will listen to this later and we'll hope to see you or um, you be with us next Monday at noon PSD. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Connected Teamwork podcast by Growth Leaders Network. Take a moment to reflect on what you learned today that can help build your team. Also, if you like, think about one of your team members and what you appreciate about them. Let them know. Enjoy connecting more deeply to what is great about them. And see you next time at the Connected Teamwork podcast.